Quincy's playing awake right now. Are they? They're losing. Oh, I feel really bad for them. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 27 of the Cameron Lazies. I'm going to leave your little conversation (laughs) (laughs) and then just burst in like that. My name is Shane Ryan. I'm here with Ariana Ely and Aaron. Uh, Okay, so last night, the Duke University men's Blue Devil basketball squad defeated the Florida State men's basketball Seminole squad Mm -hmm. by five points at home. It was awesome. It was great. I did a little quick show yesterday, but this is the real deal. It is. This is the real main event. We're in the Lazy Studio. We're here. We ate. The New Hampshire primary results are coming in. It's an exciting night. And I'm very happy, Ariana, about Duke basketball. Yeah, me too. Um, You know, I was worried about this turnaround game after UNC and that game being tough. And just in considering how FSU plays basketball, I thought they were kind of the perfect foil for us in a lot of ways. Um, And it was nice to see us get like a really gritty win against them and to see good adjustments being made. Um... And to see particularly some of the guys who did not have a good showing against UNC actually come out and have some really meaningful contributions for the win over Florida State. I mean, big ups to Matthew Hurt, right? For coming out and nailing those threes, not just hitting them, but being aggressive Mm -hmm. enough to take them. Um, Obviously, he played a major role in the end game. But I thought, yeah, after the UNC game and the real hit to his confidence that you would imagine he had suffered to come out against the top 10 team and make big shots... It's like, all right, that's uh, that's showing something. That's showing some character and some heart. Exactly. And like it was really awesome to like see his teammates also acknowledge that and kind of um, like celebrate him. And it, it almost like it gave me that moment of I think collectively as a unit, they recognize that he fell away during that UNC game. And this was kind of a like revival moment of like you don't have to fall away completely, Matt. Like you still have like you still have that intensity and like that ability to take charge in moments, like bring that back. We need you and we want you here. Um, and so that was just a really nice thing to see too. Uh, Matt Hurt is back on my number one hateable white guy. Yes, list. there he is. Uh, I, I paid special attention to his uh, post achievement reactions mm-hmm. uh, yesterday uh, <laughs> during the game. He would do something good and, uh, uh, yeah, then he would definitely strut. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not actually strut, <clears throat> but uh, uh, he was uh, he was exhibiting all the the signs of bravado, mm-hmm. um, a- annoying bravado that one wants to see from a hateable <laughs> Duke white guy. Yeah, he's. Um, I feel like his face may be less hateable than your prototypical um, hateable Duke white guy. Like for me, he's no Grayson Allen. Uh, I, with the the face itself, so I I mean, do you figure in the facial hair? The facial hair is pretty bad for sure. Yeah, you can figure that in. And I feel like his chin kind of goes in uh, a good bit. Um, and, and like Into his the fa- hair, yeah, and like his face is is squeezed in interesting ways. Um, but uh, yeah, his his overall demeanor um, uh, is something to behold. Uh, I hope we have him for a little while. Um, I, I imagine we will, uh, but uh, uh, he seems like he's gonna gonna evolve. I, I actually thought yesterday when when I was watching, I was like Christian Leitner. Oh, really, you think he's gonna be that hateable? I really thought. <laughs> I, so like, if we were in the old world uh-huh. of f- players staying four years, 
Yeah, by his junior by your, year. Yeah, by his junior year. Absolutely fascinating. I uh, I just want to take a moment to point out the most unbreakable record I think in college basketball is Christian Leitner's record for points in the NCAA tournament over a career because he was already awesome his freshman year and they went to the final four at least all four yeah. years. Uh, and so he's got like an insane number. <laughs> Even if people stayed for four years it would be hard to equal what he did. Um, yeah so, so wild. I also want to propose two categories of hateable um, white Duke faces. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Christian Leitner would be one category where it's like the arrogant like good looking look and then does JJ Reddick fall into that one? Oh, are we gonna are we gonna classify later? No, well, no, no, no. JJ okay. Reddick's a good question. Um, but the other one, I would say, he might I would be a tweener. Let's put up like Grayson Allen as like kind the of sneery, u- ugly, sneery, but like punchable. Sort yeah. Of, okay. Like you know, he looks just like Ted Cruz, but um, <laughs> but no. So that's like two different categories. Like there's the yeah. sweat back, arrogant look. Like I'm gonna step on you and get away with it. Yeah. And then there's the like I'm a dirty, like trippy. Guy. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, on the spectrum, I would think Hurt is more Leitner. Yeah, and AOC is more Grayson. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um. And I don't. All right. And Paulus is more Grayson for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. I got. We got to get the Ryan know. Kelly is more. Ooh, Leitner. Yeah. See, man. here's the thing. Here's my problem. Is Ryan Kelly's face hateable? That's the thing. I think you got. I think, I think you have to differentiate yeah. when people are not hateable. Yeah, and you also maybe have to differentiate when players aren't good enough to be to hateable. Be hateable. Yes. So, like by the end of his career, I would say Greg Paulus no longer early, early, yeah, early on. He early Paulus sure, totally sure. hateable, but he belonged later mm-hmm. into the non hateable, non hateable category. Yeah. Um, but like JJ Redick is the good question because I don't consider JJ a bad looking guy. I feel like he'd be in oh, the Leitner attractive, He's attractive in arrogant, yeah. hateable category. But he yeah. but he really did cross over though, where Oh, oh. he's awesome now. He's lovable as hell now. But like even I, I don't know how to articulate it. He was also sneering. I mean, so was Leitner, right? Um Yeah. But he wasn't that I don't know. I, 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 uh, I'm not sure what I want to say because he, he was a pretty boy, but he wasn't a pretty boy. He did love the hate, just like mm-hmm. Leitner loved the hate. Uh, I guess I guess Grayson didn't really ever embrace. He never loved the hate. The hate. So <laughs> he hated. He the was hate. destroyed. By he the could hate. not handle the hate. Okay, so maybe uh, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, you know there are multiple axes. Yeah, uh, you know X, Y, and Z. It's a three dimensional hateable white right. guy mm-hmm. graph. Yeah. Um. You know that short story, The Mask of the Red Death mm-hmm. by Poe, where people are shut up in a castle and there's a disease they're trying to avoid, yep. but the disease gets them. I feel like that's kind of the journey of Duke's white players. I think they, they know in, it's coming. They come in being like, I don't have to be hated. Like I'm just a normal guy. Like I'm not a dick. I'm like, so lovable. I have lots of friends yeah. and like people like me. I was on a McDonald's All Star team and they come to Duke and like And it slowly creeps. There's up like on a them. senior who's like the decrepit king in the throne room being like, It's going to get you. <laughs> And eventually, like, they go to their first road game, and they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. And it does. It does get them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> back to the, back to the game. <laughs> back to the game. Um, I was heartened to, after I recorded my little thing yesterday, I was heartened to watch Coach K's press conference and see just how much it meant to him. It was yeah. really cool. He was like, um, basically, like, this is an unbelievable game. I love my mm-hmm. team. He was gushing. And he, he was saying things to the reporters like, uh, he was like, I just wish once in your lives you could feel what I'm feeling yeah. now. It's <laughs> like, I hope in your jobs, you I hope get in your jobs that. you get to have a moment <laughs> like this. It was almost like rubbing it in. He didn't mean to. He was like, 
basically it's saying like, like he was so overwhelmed by the joy of winning that game that he wanted everybody else to get to experience that joy. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. Uh, and he he said a lot of things too that I had like kind of picked out, which made me feel good about myself. But mm-hmm. he was basically saying at, he thought the same thing where at the end of the first half, beginning of the second. Um, when Florida State clawed back after mm-hmm. our good start, it seemed like we were ready to be blown off the yep. floor. He expected it. He yeah. kind of thought it would happen. Um, you could tell from what Billis and uh, and uh, Shulman were saying at the start of the game that they had talked to Coach K. Wasn't Shulman? Who was it? Don't know. Not Shulman. Oh, are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, whoever it was, huh. it was issue sh- settled. Done. Yeah, okay, we'll check on it later. Usually you're wrong on these things uh, when we follow act, up. That's actually quite incorrect. Uh, it wasn't it Dan Shulman and Jay Billis at the UNC game? That's correct. And so you're saying Shulman left two mm-hmm. days later and was not at the same game? That's correct. Okay, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But anyway, what Billis was saying in the play-by-play man, um, they were dropping hints that Coach K was definitely worried about the energy. And I think I think you can basically say he expected a loss like so many of us did. And it was uh, it was cool to see him so thrilled at the end and just talking up this team and saying how much he loved them and basically saying we're becoming a really good team despite the fact that we don't have you know yeah. mega talents on the squad other than trey jones yeah do you want to say words aaron go for it i mean basically i'm also coach k <clears throat> because uh <laughs> uh i i actually uh walked the walk on this game wait uh, can i can i can I call a timeout right here? Go ahead. Please. Can we yeah. recall back to two episodes ago when yeah. Aaron was like, I don't care if we win or lose this game. I'm so happy about the UNC game that I don't yeah, care if we beat that's FSU. What that's what I'm saying right now. Did you or did you not care about this game at the end? Oh, at the end, of course. So, but here's why I am Coach K. Uh-huh. I, I was involved in a, uh, a research problem yesterday. Mm-hmm. Kind of started around 6.30. I was having some... Uh, some disagreements with my my fellow co-authors and I researched and researched and all of a sudden I looked up and it was eight o'clock and I said ah I think there's a Duke game going on and I had missed the entire first half and like a little bit of the second half and I texted both of you and I said "Ah, see it was clear I didn't care Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't even make time in my life for this game Uh, now uh, I fully expected that we would lose uh, I fully expected that we would lose probably by a lot. Uh, so it sounds like Coach K and I are, you know, we're the same at this point. Uh, but. Sure, yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> exactly. the same. Then at the end of the game, uh, I felt that same kind of gushing, glowing pride. My wife was having a, a nameless wife uh, was having a migraine headache. Uh, so she was in bed kind of getting over it. Uh, and uh, uh, I came in and I said, Hey, you know, Duke won, uh, and I think maybe this team, they're going to be pretty special. They they did a good thing. They really fought through it, uh, and they showed uh, showed some guts in not getting overwhelmed by the, uh, uh, by the situation. Uh, we have breaking news here <laughs> at Cameron uh, Lazy's headquarters. Folks. <laughs> folks. Aaron was right for one time Whoa. in this podcast. The uh, play-by-play man was Sean McDonough. That's right. Uh, That's right. Hey, good, good on you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Nondescript white bald guy. Solid. 
That's right. Well, if there's anything I can do, it's I can identify my <laughs> nondescript white bald guys. But yeah, you make you make a good point, I guess, about yourself. Um, you did you did come around for the end of the game, mm-hmm. and to your credit, you did care. Yeah. Oh about yeah. The end yeah. Of the game. Big time. And I can't talk shit because I, as I've admitted, turned the UNC game off with four minutes left. Which, by the way, I didn't know if you noticed, but Mr. Devil. Oh, yes. Mr. Sensitive. Mr. Sensitive. He also who, did that. Yeah. So if you don't get the emails from Mr. Sensitive uh, after Duke games, it's pretty exclusive. Uh, yeah. But find a way. Some, some of us are in the club. Yeah. They're fun, right? I mean. Uh, I mean, yes. I, well, I, can't, I can't detract from the years of service that Mr. Sensitive has put in. That's right. That's right. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, we could be him one day, so we should be, you know, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I, I gave up with four minutes left, and luckily you guys were texting still, yeah. so I came back and saw the end. But yeah, you were there for the end, and um, oh yeah, last the last nine ten minutes of this <clears throat> game were amazing. I mean, the game itself overall was yes, a really I, I great ball game. Like was. I said, in leaving that game, I was like, I think this was one of my, this season, one of my favorite games in Cameron. Yeah. Um, because. Oh, yeah. Tell us like, about. We, yeah. yeah we came out like picture. really. I can paint you a word <laughs> picture. Um, like. We had a really great turnout for students for that game. Um, Cameron was pretty packed. And we definitely had moments where, like, especially at the beginning when we kind of came out, you know, hot and we're doing things really well, um, things kind of like fell into that comfortable, like, okay, we got this, it's fine. And then Florida State started coming back and our volume kind of matched that intensity to kind of help these guys um, kind of see this through and the fact that it was going to be like a really tough game. Um, And there were like definitely moments where like refs made questionable calls some of which I didn't think were so questionable but I digress and like the fans were you know right there doing what they needed to do and heckling them um and like they're especially towards the end when FSU caught back up and we kind of did that like one point differential dance back and forth and yep, back and yep, forth and yep. back God, and forth. God, it's so fun. Um, yeah. I love that anxiety. Yeah, I love it. right? I love it. I it, it. It's like one of those like good anxious moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I have yeah, one yeah. of my students in class today who mentioned like, even though it was like that at the end, she like, she was like, I felt comfortable that we would like win it. Um, and like the crowd did like kind of like match that. And like there was a moment where granted the timeout ended up, I think being longer than the Cameron crazies thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but like they asked for everybody to like stand up and the whole stadium stood up to cheer. And there was also a kind of fun back and forth between the, cause there was a pretty good showing of FSU fans there too. And so there was kind of a fun back and forth between like them and the Cameron crazies during that kind of one up one down uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a fun atmosphere. It wasn't like the, the most hype game I've ever experienced. Part of me also had moments where I wondered if people realized that Florida state was a top 10 team. Yeah. I think because it's been like a while since they've been at that level. Um, and I think that was also like maybe one of the disconnect moments where we weren't as intense as we could have been. Um, but you know, the, in being the first home game since the pit weirdness, yep. um, they they came out to show support in the ways that they could. And there were also some, like, fun moments in that game, incidentally. Um, so, like, there was a moment where uh, we got a fast break, I think, 
and uh like we went from like almost getting a dunk to FSU getting the ball and dunking it immediately yes, or maybe yes. or something along those lines and like you could hear the whole place light up and it was like oh and then like when that dunk happened every like immediately everyone was like <laughs> oh and so it like switched mid oh it was like I think that's the fastest I have ever heard that happen from like elation to utter disappointment <laughs> immediately that's very funny um but I did one of those in my house on the jav block and then the dude rebounded it. Nobody blocked out. And jammed it, it. it was that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, okay. that's the play that it was. Yeah. I actually made the same sense. And that's exactly what like the whole entire stadium did at that yeah, moment too. Awesome. I mean, other than the Florida state like <laughs> oh, okay. um, faction. Um, but it was a fun atmosphere to play in. It was loud. People were involved. Um, was it the loudest game I've ever been to in Cameron? No, that totally goes to the Ohio state game in twenty. 20- Twelve. Oh wow! Interesting. During not, not, the, not a Carolina game. No, yeah. like after that OSU game, like ears were still ringing day after. Oh. Um. So interestingly, Coach K had something yeah. to say, and I, I know you guys tweeted this at me today. Um. But he, I, I actually saw it live in his press conference. Um. He was. <laughs> so the way he phrased it was kind of funny. He was. He was saying like. He had gone over after the game to like pump up the crowd. And I was speculating, wondering if it was like a celebration thing or if he was exhorting them to like they didn't do a good enough job. And the answer was the latter. Yeah. You could tell from his press conference and the way he phrased it to the reporters was like, he's like, you know, I just think like you have to understand the situation and what Mm -hmm. these boys did tonight. Um, And he's like, then he goes. You're all going to say, I'm saying the fans weren't good enough. I know that's what you're all going to write, but I wish you would listen to me. And then he's like, I just don't think they gave us enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like accusing them preemptively of writing a <laughs> Twisting story. Twisting his words and then. But like, he's, that's exactly, exactly what he's saying is that they were good enough. Yeah. But I got to say, okay, by itself, I know I'm a Coach K like fan uh, hater uh, in his interactions, by itself, I don't mind a coach going, look, you didn't understand how big the situation was. And it sounds like it's, he's a little different from you, although you're admitting so, that it wasn't the most hype game you ever saw. And maybe it should have been more. Yeah. So I actually do agree with him on this point. Yeah. And like particularly like when that game ended, it was very much like, OK, game's done. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, I don't think folks recognize the like magnitude of how good FSU was and how much that win actually meant. Yeah. And I think part and how of that, hard it fucking right. Was. Yeah. And I think part of that is like coming on the, t- like the tail end of like the U- a UNC game. And like, everybody yep. knows yep. the great big rivalry between those two. And I feel like with FSU, it's one of those, when you are really paying attention, you know that that FSU mean yeah. like that game means a ton, mm-hmm. and if you're not paying that close enough attention, you don't actually recognize like the magnitude of that game and how much as a fan you need to like one celebrate that victory, but two show up for your team. And so in that regard, I get what he is saying, and you could kind of feel that like energy in Cameron as well of like a like if FSU wasn't even in the top twenty five and like we won that game, like that's kind of like. That's what it felt like. The energy didn't match FSU being what, number eight? Yeah. So here's the thing uh, with that is like, yeah, okay, I I don't have a problem when the guy with the stature of Coach K gets on the fans for not being good enough. 
because they do play uh, a huge role. I mean, you your job as a fan is to do everything you can when you're in that stadium to get them over the finish mm-hmm. line. And it's a it's an enormous home court advantage. It always has been. Yeah. Probably like the best if or second best in all of college basketball. I'm thinking of maybe Kentucky as mm-hmm. number uh, it was like a co-number uh, back one. Back and forth, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. What, what's tough about it for me is you're like two or three games away from lecturing the fans over an innocuous cheer and taking the wind out of their sails mm-hmm. by screaming at them. I don't know if you like when can, you consider that, I don't know if you if you can go and like complain about them then. Like you you've neutered them. I mean, and, and it's not that's not the only thing. You've cuckled to them. You've castrated them. Here we go okay. again, Aaron. No, Here we go no, again. It's time. It's, it's, it's time. The, yeah, it's time. Just, All right. And you spade them. And you spade them. Shane, you got to stop. You got to yep. stop. You spade them. <laughs> no, Shane, we're, you spade them. we're done. Shane, That's a female neutering. Shane, Shane, we've had, we've, Shane, we've had some canceled. discussions. Okay. Yes, it's uh-huh. time. It's time, <laughs> Aaron. We, we, this is hard. We care about you a lot. We care about you so much. Are you trying to emasculate me? We need to tell you about something called psychological projection. Aaron's uh, reading his phone right now. Uh, this is a Wikipedia we, article. We prepared okay. for this because okay. we love you, yes. Shane. So you were communicating yeah. outside of yeah, we were. the approved networks. That's yes. right. Okay. So psychological projection is a defense mechanism mm-hmm. in which the human ego defends itself against unconscious impulses or qualities okay. by denying their existence in themselves mm-hmm. while attributing them to others. Mm-hmm. So, so how, how are you feeling, Shane? Do well, you right want now, to talk about anything? Yeah. Are you if feeling a little threatened? Four words. It would be neutered. Okay. Castrated. Mm-hmm. Great. Cuckolded. And so that's how emasculated. You, that's how you're feeling? <laughs> yeah. No, that's how other people are. I see. Mm. Now, there was a lot of talk uh, in in the tweets about how Ariana and I were, were cowards. cowards. Yeah. And, and what tweets? Your tweets yeah. uh, last night post game, and also in mm-hmm. in the podcast itself. So yes. Well, I is said, there, is there uh, something that you're scared about? I know. Right now, no. I stand by the coward remarks, and I think you were. I feel. Like I feel like you not understanding started, what's going on. You started to get at something that might have borne fruit psychologically, uh-huh. and then you used it in a very mm. devious way to take the pressure off of yourselves from something that you know wow. is a real fault of yours, which wow. is that you didn't man up after that big win like Coach K would have wanted you to do and and come mm. to record a podcast. Did he just project I think projecting? He, I, I think he did. Okay. Um, so which I think means that this is going to be more difficult than, than we thought. <sighs> yeah. All I know is this, you guys. I hear what you're saying. Okay. I will attempt to do better. I'm not promising anything. But no, are, are you okay? Yeah, is your, that's, is that's your masculinity. The main thing. Is okay? it intact? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and do you, do you feel brave? Do you? Do uh, you? Are there things that? It depends on the moment. Okay, mm. but largely no. Okay. Well, I think this is progress. I, okay. Yeah, he was able to <laughs> face those emotions that's and name right. them. Yep. And that is the first step. Well. I um, I'm gonna get defensive on this and turn into a very stereotypical like <laughs> male like like bulldog from Frasier. <laughs> well, I just know one thing, you guys. There was only one of us here with his balls on the table doing the podcast last night. It wasn't Ariana Ely. It wasn't Aaron. It was Shane and Ryan, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's this, this that, way, well, it kind of went. We had it was there. We, were, we had it, and then we just lost one, it. to that. One eighty right. that progress entirely. Either, either way. Ariana, you and I have both been very brave. Yes. And we deserve credit yes. for helping Shane in mm-hmm. whatever way that we can. Yeah. 
Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to yeah. begin an intervention yeah. so that somebody can hopefully start to see the things that they need to work yeah. through. And hopefully in time he will get there. It's nothing to be ashamed of. N- it's really not. Anyway, Donald Trump, he's a pretty funny guy, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> just, uh, just like a real man's man. I kind of like the way he uh, he goes after folks. And, okay. You know, I mean, say what you will about his policies, but he... Uh, all right. All right. Let's it's move on. It's getting worse. Jesus. <laughs> I appreciate it, you guys. There's too much to uh, dig into there, but I appreciate okay. the effort. <laughs> Great. So may I um, may I go through some of the players? Mm-hmm. I talked about some of them last night, but one thing I kind of missed and then realized this morning, um, your boy, Ariana, who you may be wearing his jersey imminently. I think I owe it to him. I, you you did make some promises. I, I made those promises. And to your credit, and you're, shown up. You're, you're ready. I mean, yeah. you've been talking all day. Like, he, he, he gets it. We're talking about Alex O'Connell. Yep. He kind of, what he did last night, uh, it, now he had a good game all around, but there were two shots he made where I think Florida State was about ready to run away with it. That proverbial, mm-hmm. like, separation they were about to get. And it kind of reminded me, it's not an exact parallel, but, like, Grayson Allen in the championship game against Wisconsin... He didn't do it at the end, tie us at the end, but he had those moments where Wisconsin was threatening to run away, and uh, O'Connell's two and his three Mm back-to-back kept it into like a two, one, two-point game when Florida State, without him, may have been like up six or seven all of a sudden. Yeah, I think it happened in like the span of like 10 seconds or something like that, off the clock or something ridiculous like that, and it made a huge difference, especially like coming out of a timeout to have two possessions back to back like that. Um, it's, it really did keep them in contention. And he's somebody like I've been on all year and I, I've like, con- I think I gave up on him like after the second game. Yeah. And there's been some evidence that like, Oh yeah, you're right. But I think part of what bugged me always about O'Connell is not just the poor play and the bad defense sometimes, but my perception of what his attitude is, mm-hmm. which we can't really know. But I have to say like the UNC game and then this game, his attitude was awesome. Yeah. He's celebrating the team even when he's not playing great. Yeah. And when he is playing great, he's being tough and he's like supporting everybody. Um, well, that's he, because Matt Hurt is taking the the hate. <laughs> he's taking the that. attitude. No, well, no, he's t- he's. Um, I so like I don't know how to feel about Matt Hurt because his his bravado was such like the, the kid is you know Minnesota's greatest. Uh, gift to mankind in, in terms of I believe of Shane basketball. called him their great white hope at one point okay. in time in this pod. The great white lake hope. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, Tried. Eh, Tried it and I gave it my all. That when he, it seemed like at moments in last night's game, <laughs> he was saying, I am good, guys. Like, can, would you believe it? I was actually like the the best guy on the court always ever my entire life uh i'm still really good uh and o'connell maybe i think is moving past that mm-hmm. right into mm-hmm. a, a more emotionally mature role like yeah i'm good uh but i will do my things uh, and so you pointed out ariana um via text something that i only saw later on replay which is along with all the good stuff he did when Hurt got that rebound, O'Connell was the first one out, right? Yeah. And I saw it after, just like maybe from the bench or maybe he was in the game, but he was he, there, being mm-hmm. like, "Way to go!" Yeah, uh, and like really like, um, like it was such a good teammate moment of like celebrating that hard rebound that Hurt got, and like the because like I mean that was the thing that like 
sealed the game for us. And like, it could have easily been that Matt Hurt did not fight for that rebound. Right. It was him and three FSU players. Three point game. Um, right? yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yep. and so like, yeah, to see Alex O'Connell like run over, like really, like he shoved him and then he was like, you know, yelling good things in his face. Like it, it was just a, it was, it was a very good teammate moment. And there was like an emotional maturity of, I didn't do this thing, but you did it. And it was fantastic for us as a collection. And for somebody who I perceived to have an attitude problem to have the kind of year he's had and still, still be that positive. I, I do feel like I owe him an apology. Like this is, yeah, good for yeah. you, Alex. I mean, I, I, I've been so pleased the last two games. Um, and another thing with him and her, and I also think with Javin last night, there, there's something that happens with good teams that win titles that, you know, Zubek is the ultimate example that we always go back to mm-hmm. and Lance Thomas that yeah. same year where all the bad stuff they did like slowly got weeded out yep. and they were only the best versions of themselves completely like cognizant of what their role and their yeah. lane is on the team and always doing the right thing and not hurting the team. Yep. Now we've seen her, we've seen Delory and we've certainly seen O'Connell hurt the team. Yeah. Uh, we've seen them like, you know, do things that are stupid and like play bad defense things where coach K can't play them. Mm-hmm. But like last night was like the ultimate, like the prototypical, this team is turning into a champion yeah. type game where they were only doing the right things. It was so good to see Javin in particular with his defense and his boarding mm-hmm. was like, like showing FSU. You're not the only tough sons of bitches right. on the court. Like I'm here too. Yeah. So awesome. And, and his free throws were just Some clutch to hit those. There's only two points of the game. Right. And he nailed them both. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. God, I love this game. Yeah. Um, and I think you're exactly right. It was that, that means of seeing the pieces for this team fall into place. Um, and to, to see the development of some of these role players who like, they're not superstars, but their contributions are necessary for this team to win. And like, I mean, we saw games where like our rebounding was so atrocious. Like that's what happened during the UNC game. Our rebounding was so bad um, that like it nearly cost us the game. And so for Jav to turn around and really be able to like lock down on boards like that was really, um, really impressive. Um, and kind of similarly, the fact that we had over 20 turnovers that game. And a lot of that was courtesy of Florida state because the yep. style of ball they play is to force oh, yeah. like force oh, turnovers yeah. all yep. the time. And so for us to have that poor of a turnover night, because we had our role players really step up, that was able to kind of buoy and counterbalance that for us because we were getting second chance points when we did have the ball. Um, and like those, those tiny details made a really big difference for us. And for what it's worth, Florida State, number one on forced turnover percentage mm-hmm. among major conference teams, seventh overall, but the people ahead of them are, ironically, Stephen F. Austin is number one. Um, UNC Greensboro, Abilene Christian, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They're the first major conference team. They're, yeah, incredibly, yeah. incredibly good at it. They were, you know, and they were smart to deny the ball to trade Jones. Right. And I that, think we might see that. I think we might yeah, see that more. all year from now on. But there's Goldwire. I yeah, mean, yeah, Jordy. Oh, uh, Jordy had a fantastic game. So Jordan great, great. Deny the ball to Trey Jones. Give and it to Jordy. Now you have Jordan Goldwire on your hands. Like who thought who we would be saying that? Who can knock down threes like Stone Cold? His threes were awesome. I have to say, his two twos, both of them were the like, partially blocked one was great. Yeah, yeah. He got his hand on it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the one before, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was the first half. He finished against that kid with his left hand yep. on a drive. Against, uh-huh. that, against that eight-footer. Uh-huh. It was insane that it was he like, made that. This, this shouldn't be a thing that's taking place, yeah. but yeah. No, it but did. 
he hit the big threes. I mean, and that goes to what I was saying, like a role player being perfect. <laughs> like yeah. five for five from the field, three for three. I mean, playing great D as usual. Yep. And then Coach K was saying in his presser, and I sort of semi-noticed it, that <laughs> they, um, at a certain point, they put him on Forrest mm-hmm. because um, basically Trey Jones was so exhausted. Yep. They need him they to be available to... on offense and not kill himself on D. So they gave to him. have a guy like that, you can go, all right, we have our best defender, Trey Jones, one of the best defenders in the country, but we can confidently put this yeah. other guy because he's also one of the a best fantastic defender in the country. Um, yeah. yeah, and a lot, a lot of those turnovers happen in kind of the middle, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, 30 minutes of the game, yeah. right? Whereas the first five minutes, we were excellent. And the last five minutes, mm-hmm. what we turned the ball over one time, which was that bullshit call uh, where the kid was standing out yep. of bounds yep. and, and knocked it out of Carrie's hands. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that was like so that was absurd. Unbelievable. That was so the bad. The well, but that counts as a turnover. It does. So I think that was our turnover. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, during yeah, that yeah, period, yeah. and like, okay, when it mattered, we locked down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we locked down. We we out rebounded them, which is they're not as good a rebounding team as you might think based on yeah. the size, but they're still pretty good. Yeah. Um and, uh, yeah, and like even you know Vernon Carey, like another guy who. Like this is a game where you would worry about him mm-hmm. based on what we've seen. I forget the big guy's name for Clemson, but who kind of shut him down and Sims. Uh, yeah, Sims and then a Georgia Tech kid also. Uh, anyway, he he's had trouble against these kind of teams, but I thought he played a very like tough game. And he was in there for a freshman. I, I thought he was great. Um, he only played twenty minutes, but he didn't. You know, he didn't get out like muscled. Yeah. Um, there was one moment where he had a really sloppy, silly turnover and like <laughs> he got yanked from the game immediately. And like Coach K was like, yeah, OK, you're fine. Go sit down. But then Nate James like sat him down and like read him the riot act and was like, absolutely not. Like, what were you doing? This was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think he. he I am growing in my confidence of him like he had a couple moments where he finished with contact, which like I've kind of been griping about for a good long while. Um, and like that's, it is nice to see my concern in that regard dwindling and like kind of believing that he can actually like finish in the lane somewhat consistently w- against like big guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like he did have that really like, good uh move i think it was almost an alley-oop if memory serves me um he kind of caught the ball like with one hand bobbled it a bit but still got it in the basket and so um yeah i was i was happy with his performance but like he he wasn't the star of that game like to me it was very much the role players were the star of that ball game they were and yeah yeah your leading scorers were um trey and goldwire with 13 each Mm -hmm. but then you had hurt with 12 Nine for um, for Stay Cassius, right, yeah. ten for Vernon Carey, seven for O'Connell. Yeah. Probably our most balanced scoring game mm-hmm. of the year w- when you look at the top few guys. Um, yeah, they were they were just great. I I've liked and been on the verge of loving this team for a long time, just because I think it's probably the podcast plays a part of it. Like yeah. I like following a team like this through yeah. the course of the year, but I also like the way they play and I like their toughness. And we've seen some aberrations. You know, the Clemson game was a mm-hmm. big one. The UNC game itself was a big one. Um, but I love this team after this game. Yeah, I love this team. I mean, I just think like, look, it's a, it's a crapshoot to some degree once you get into the tournaments and single elimination, but it seems to me like the kind of team who can vie for the ACC regular season title mm-hmm. with the schedule we have left. And we'll talk about that, 
But also, I mean, when you get down to the nitty gritty, like a team like this that plays defense like this and shows the ability to win a game, a, a tough game where you're emotionally and physically exhausted, mm-hmm. that's a team that can go to the Final Four. Yeah. I mean, really, really, they can win an ACC title for sure. They can go to the Final Four. Who knows? I think sky's the limit. And this year in particular, I just don't see there's any reason not to hope for it. Yeah. To to me, in a lot of ways, and like, I'm going to say this, and I'm hoping that I am not jinxing this. <laughs> um, in a lot of ways, they remind me of the 2010 championship team. Yep. Yeah. Because none of them are superstars. The type of basketball they play is really ugly sometimes. They don't always have the most reliable offensive firepower. That's right but they're able to pull together some really scrappy wins and figure out how to get that W even when it seems like they shouldn't. Um, And it's those sorts of things like that sort of spirit of a team that like, to me, I love seeing in basketball because for them it has to be a total team effort. Right. And granted, like I say that I love this kind of basketball and like I do, I appreciate it much, much more, even though it gives me so much anxiety yeah. during games. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. it's like, I don't trust the ball in any one guy's hand. Um, and so it's like, you compare them with like last year's team where it's like, give it to Zion, give it to RJ, like let one of them do something and That's it's right. probably going to be fine. Um, but like this whole kind of cohesive team effort where you need each of those pieces doing the best of their abilities yeah. I, I love seeing that kind of basketball. Um, and it's one of those things. So kind of going back to coach K's comments about the crowd, I said from the beginning this year that like this team needs the fans. They need them. They're yeah, really yeah. young. They don't have that. Like I can confidently do anything because I know that I am that level of superstar and they need that extra support to help them in some of those moments when they're scrambling. Um, but they're really good. They're really scrappy and they have a lot of heart and I appreciate that in them a lot. That's right. And yeah, your, your point is especially well taken about the crowd as we look at the rest of the schedule and uh, I will force this segment on us, my dream of um, winning the ACC yeah. regular season. But you're right in that this is not, we're never probably going to get the 2014-15 feeling of, oh, a close game at the end? We got mm-hmm. we got the players for that. Yep. We know they're going to come bags. through. Or yeah, this is a little different. Not 15. That was uh, jaw. Yeah, but or like trade, Tyus you know, Tyus Jones is going to do something amazing. Or, or Justice. Yeah. yeah. Like a Justice Winslow would be great oh. on this team. You know, that's what we want Wendell Moore to mm-hmm. be in a perfect and he, world. He has moments of yeah. that. His finish yesterday on the oh reverse Oh my layout, God, it was beautiful. In person, that must have looked it even was, crazier. Uh, uh, I think at that moment in time when he finished that, everybody's hands just went on their head. Like, what did we just see? It was Man. great. I like this will sound annoying, but. Your advantage for those games is so good. Watching the game is so good because TV doesn't quite uh, give you a good sense of the geometry because we're at a bird's eye view. Yeah. When you see it from floor level, stuff like that is even like I can picture it almost in my head how it would look. There's a good. There's a good angle. It was absolutely. Oh, there is. Like awkward and seemed spatially improbable that that shot should have gone in the basket. Yeah. And like similarly, so like you talked about Goldwire's drive against their like seven footer or whatever and like that was another one of those moments where it's like where did he find the space like how did he create the space to do that right um and so yeah i love i love being able to see the game like that it's one of the reasons why like i i am like one of the the, like probably worst cameron crazies because like i don't i don't cheer for like anything because (laughs) i'm like so focused on what's happening in the game game. Yeah. yeah so but i love it 
So yeah, so here we go with the rest of the schedule. We are now eleven and two. Louisville is twelve and one. Louisville has a tough schedule. I want Louisville to lose so bad. There's <laughs> got to be no way they can they can go. I I don't think they can even go eighteen and two. I hope. I think not. they have the schedule's brutal. They I really have to hope drop. they drop to UVA and FSU. If they would drop to both those teams. That'd be great. Yeah. Now, looking at our schedule, we have Notre Dame on Saturday, mm-hmm. who, interestingly enough, is beating Syracuse at Syracuse oh. today. So that is um, – let me get an update because there were two minutes left the last I saw that. Um, they're up four with 137 left at Syracuse. So, I'm sorry. No, that's State. Uh, that's State. That, I'm looking at the wrong thing. That is NC State uh, beating uh. Syracuse. But that is also of interest to us because mm-hmm. after Notre Dame – we go at NC State, and we also play NC State at home, both of which are trap games yep, because they are every always. year. But again, not, that's a 500 ACC team. You're against Virginia Tech at home. You're mm-hmm. at Wake. Uh, these are very winnable games. Your most difficult game in theory is at UVA, but we were talking yeah. before. We both we all kind of think we match up well with them. Uh, and then we close it, obviously, with UNC at home. This is, okay, so we're, like I said, 11-2 uh, now. Mm-hmm. There's 20 games, seven games left. You guys are going to call me crazy. I don't think 18 two and 2 is out of the question. So, yeah, I I agree. Um and like I hate <laughs> I I hate saying this out loud because I am that superstitious, but I think we could I hope that we can win out and looking at the schedule, I think it's possible the games that I am most nervous about are state and then potentially that Wake game because they've been showing up kind of tough against some better teams, even though they're still, what, 3-10 and 10 or something like that. Um, and they are currently up 18 at the half against uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable to me what UNC did against us. Right? They're like they, like 18 they played the best game of their season oh, against us. Do that? Like, Thank God we won that game. Agreed. Oh. Um but yeah, those are those are the games that I am more most worried about looking at our schedule. Um, I think my initial prediction for the season was sixteen and four, yeah. um, and I think that will be wrong. I think we'll do better than that, whether we win out completely or whether we drop one more. I'm hopeful that we won't drop one more. Um, I think I think I was at fifteen and five, wasn't yeah, I? You were. And fourteen and six. Yep. So we're not. We're not going to be fourteen and six. Yeah, if it does, yeah, <laughs> things so have gone, gone and, very, yeah. very bad. Yeah. God, no, it shouldn't be fifteen and five either. And like you said, even sixteen and four at this point seems, would be uh, middling. Seems right, and, exactly. Yeah, you finished five and two. That's that's not as good as you want. Um, so yeah, okay. So and then again, yeah. Louisville, Louisville's at Georgia Tech at Clemson this week, which is the same exact week we had a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and it was very difficult. Yep, we lost at Clemson and it came close to losing. <sighs> um, and then I mean, they're they've got at Florida State. Yep. I mean, they're. They've got a nightmare. Yeah. Final they've got a, schedule. They've got a tough stretch. I only sure. wish we had them one more time, but yeah. that's the way it goes. Maybe we'll get yeah, them Yeah, I the wish ACC. that the, like, the Duke team that's scrappy enough to figure out how to like win against the shooting night that North Carolina had or the toughness that Florida State had against us could play Louisville again. I would yeah. love to see that matchup. Yeah. And Louisville's a great team, and they're mm-hmm. better than both of those teams. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But uh, I do think they're gettable for us. In the perfect world, we play them for mm-hmm. the ACC title. That would be, I think, really fun. In which case, we would have to lose in order to then go on and win the NCAA tournament title because we have <laughs> not won both of them. Is that right? Never in one year? Yeah. Yeah. Coach K is one of those guys who it just doesn't happen that way. Roy's a little bit like that, yeah. too. Where, like, not, never anytime both. UNC has a title looming, they mysteriously lose in the quarterfinals <laughs> to, like, Miami. 
of the ACC yeah. and then just go and are like yeah. unthinkably great in the, in the tournament. And you're yeah. like, oh, how did, what, what is <laughs> this? Where did them? this come from? You're like, and it's like, did Roy tell them to lose? Mind games. Yeah. It's all mind games. Um, and then the other real quick thing I wanted to say about the game is that once per game, like clockwork, Cassius Stanley does something insane. insane. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Like, yes. Like a, like a dunk that makes you just like out of a dead sleep. You wake up and go, oh. uh huh. Yeah. It was funny because I think that dunk happened like a moment or so after, or not too long after um, Vern did something where I was like, Vern hands like the I think I texted my friend <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. the verniest of hands yeah. Yeah, yeah um and then like Cassius had that dunk and I was like I I texted my friend Kyle I was like Cash has hands like all capital letters because like that and he was like correction hand he just needs the one because like that's like. I it was stupid. The dunk that he had was stupid. Yeah, so. I got it queued up on ESPN. You want to watch it and give a live reaction to our fans? Boom! <laughs> just stop. Like just stop. Yeah, yeah. That was twelve minutes in the second half to go so, up to. So good. Yeah, and it was it was a Vern play. He tried a lefty yep. little hook and mm-hmm. oh, over the top from Cassius. So good. Amazing. Uh, so, where do we want to go from here, you guys? I mean, we've got. We talk about Notre Dame if we want it. We do know. have a sponsor. We oh, do have a sponsor. Yes. Aaron, now, what's the story behind this sponsor, Aaron? So this sponsor comes from our uh, from our ACC network spillover uh, sure. uh, ad program. Mm-hmm. So we, we uh, get these ads from the ACC network. They're not really appropriate uh, to show on the ACC network. Uh, but they're allowed to get kind of a second life or, or a new chance uh, on our podcast. And they, I mean, to be, just to say this, they have pretty low standards on the ACC yes, network. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. So these ones that didn't make the cut there, I mean, yeah. you're you're on the Scrape fringes. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're on the really. fringes. Yeah, yeah, you're bottom of the barrel stuff. Um, but we've had good luck so far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far um, uh, we had some some nice products. Uh, uh, we had the, uh, the Foley Foley mm-hmm. catheter. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the old lady... <laughs> <laughs> old lady dildo, old lady vibrator. The no, dildo. No, the, the, dildo. Oh, the dildo. The dildo. The dildo. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's interesting that you say that. It, it kind of sounds. It like does, dildo. right? I didn't put the, that oh, together at the time. That's fun. That's but kind of, uh, maybe that wasn't the best marketing decision. Probably because it's a lamp. It's a diode right. emitting <laughs> depression yeah. something. Yeah. Depression eliminating lamp. Um, but the acronym is dildo. And now that yeah, now that yeah. Like, it's like yeah. a sex toy. It sounds mm-hmm. like a sex toy mm-hmm. dildo. Um, huh. Then interestingly enough, we had Sleepy Joe Pajamas mm. with Joe Biden himself narrating. And I don't want to attribute this 100% to the Cameron Lazies, but almost the minute that ad went on air, he yeah. tanked. He went from yeah. front runner to now, like tonight in New Hampshire, he's getting like 8% of the vote. Yeah. It doesn't look good for him. So yeah. maybe it was the Cameron Lazies were the kiss of death. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, if that is the case, then we probably should like start talking about other people whose careers we want to tank more frequently on the pod. Roy Williams. Sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a Roy uh, Williams sponsored ad today. This is just a, one of the normal ones that, mm-hmm. that came through and uh, I took a look at it and I think, uh, I think it's, uh, uh, it's right for our show. Yeah. And we're all, we, so you're going to read the copy, yeah. but we have testimonials. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've, yeah. Now, one thing that keeps recurring is people send us stuff that they don't seem to be realized as being read right. on a podcast. Yeah. And they say, like, testimonials. This is not right. your and I real testimonial. Exactly. But we're reading it as though we're people who have bought this, uh, this okay. thing. Okay, all right. We well, say that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, okay. 
<clears throat> uh, the, the ad music. Cameron Lazies, we got ads. Baby, I love jazz ads. Everyone knows that you can't put a price on your family's safety. Your wife, sleeping peacefully. The grandkids, playing happily. It's the reason why so many of us try to find good, respectable neighborhoods to live in <laughs> and invest in products that protect our homes. But locks on our doors and windows, smoke detectors, night vision binoculars, alarm systems with 24-hour outdoor video monitoring and police dispatch, gatehouse guards, and fully automatic assault rifles are sometimes just not enough. Introducing the newest security device developed by the community information by community information and awareness, the DING. The DING, which stands for Direct Intelligence on Neighboring Groups, picks up where other products like the Amazon Ring leave off. But instead of filming the porch and streets and sending those images and sounds directly to the police, the CIA DING records the things going on inside your neighbor's homes. Most people don't realize that the number one place that crimes are planned is indoors. These days, everyone's gotten real sneaky about hiding what it is they're doing by walking around in public, minding their own business, looking clean and articulate, and maybe even helpful and friendly. <laughs> but that's why I always say you can never judge a book by its cover. People act differently when they think no one is watching. They feel free to say anything, venting their frustrations, making up plots to harm others. With the ding, I feel confident I know what strangers are saying to each other about me and the things they're planning to do to me when I, they think I least expect it. <laughs> you simply place the ding on a neighbor's house and we take care of the rest. Patented infrared and laser technology combined with advances in artificial intelligence and machine learning are making things possible that we could only dream about years ago. Finally know what kind of illegal movies that greasy slob down the street is watching. That couple who immigrated from Sudan 20 years ago, what are they putting in those duffel bags? It's not sports equipment for their kids, that's for sure. And a special instant translation feature allows you to listen to those Hispanic people who are definitely committing welfare fraud. The ding is a game changer. With all the rotten, dirty scum in the world, I want to know who's who. Perverts, Al-Qaeda. It's enough already. Isn't it enough already? Haven't you had enough of all this perversion and Al-Qaeda? All the crime? The filth. The filth is unbelievable, okay? The disgusting vermin. The thing that no one can hear them or see them when they're in their own homes. Not anymore, vermin! Vermin! They can't hide behind their precious walls. Seriously, Anymore. What, what the fuck is this ad copy? I, I really don't know. I'm so tired. So very tired. The CIA ding? We're doomed. It's all over. <laughs> Nothing matters. Try the ding now for 24 months and get four months free with our offer code STAYLAZY. That's STAY, L-A-Z-I-E. Well, wow. And to be perfectly clear, that last part that Aaron read where it says, what the fuck is this ad copy? That's in there. That's them sending it to us. Like, that wasn't Aaron's reaction to reading the ad copy. That is is part of of it. So that's their response to their own... Well, whoever was The testimonials. So Uh, then they said, okay, the Amazon ring is a doorbell that looks out. What if we had a doorbell that looks in? Yeah. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, well, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. They there's ran with that idea. <laughs> they ignored any of the like blatant privacy violations that well, go along with it. I don't but, uh, know that it's perfectly legal, Aaron. Yeah. Did you what? vet this? No, no. <laughs> I mean, ACC Network didn't vet it either. They're, what? you know. <laughs> what are we, we're supposed to be responsible for the stuff that we say on here? I, I mean, Ooh. no, 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 no. We're not. This is okay, a, this okay, is an independent. Okay. All right, good. We have okay. nothing to do with this. Yeah. I, I don't think people that run businesses or entertainment shows like us have Are any culpability good I'll, I'll do any ad yeah great absolutely any ad we'll, not, yeah yeah we'll do anything um i do want to <laughs> say though that in my the copy the testimonial i was asked to read um yeah it asked me to um yeah. cast aspersions on perverts and al-qaeda yeah and i just want yeah. to let people know i don't have a problem with either of those groups this is just part of the business i see so perverts yeah. and al-qaeda well this podcast that. doesn't take sides right exactly right. exactly um and the two sides are perverts. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you're listening to MSNBC oh and they, they talk about both sides, those are the That's sides it. they're referring Only to. Only sides. I feel like the testimonial I read come from like an old woman named like Eunice, yeah. who like is always peeking out her blinds and like watching everybody else in her neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. What would you guys do if you were invisible for a day? Oh, if I was invisible for a and day. Yeah, let, let's say it's like you could, you know. You're not clomping around either, so you yeah, can kind of totally go, like undetectable. Silent, undetectable, right? And you can go. Mm. You don't have to wait for someone to open their door to get in. You can just get in the house. You can go through walls. Okay, so you're invisible and can go through walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you're a ghost. Yep. Ooh. Kind of. Pretty much a ghost. Yeah. Ghost Ooh. cat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you want to be a cat ghost, we, Aaron, we you can no. Be a we cat sometimes ghost. yell at our cat. That he's a cat ghost because oh. he's meowing and we pretend not to hear him. <laughs> so we say, you're a cat ghost. That's the kind of thing that would be emotional abuse on a human. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on a cat, it's like, it's like oh, it's, yeah, it's, cat it's good fun. Yeah. Oh, man. The kid, you're like, nobody can hear you. <laughs> you're not a real person. And they're damaged forever. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, but God. if it works to give you some peace with your kids, right. then. Right. <laughs> More power to you. the other. So, hmm, yeah. What would I do? This isn't the one where I get to say that I could dunk, right? No. If, I think you're I still... Mean, yeah, you're no, still... I can't dunk in this You're limited to your, your current like athletic abilities. Yeah. Also, if you were invisible... Yeah, no one, no would, one see would see that well, you were doing the dunk. Yeah, well, that's I don't I don't need the approval of You just of need others. to do the you dunk. You want to feel what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Fair. Yeah, Fair. Uh, yeah I don't have a lot of invisibility fantasies. Uh So, I have... <laughs> Go, ooh, I have one that's right. really stupid. <laughs> so we call it the aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have I have friends where a founding component of our friendship is an argument over the appropriate level of ripeness as at which to eat a banana. And I would replace all of the bananas that they choose with the bananas, th- bananas, <laughs> bananas? <laughs> with the bananas that I choose to eat, and just watch their reaction to it. That's uh, what I would do to see if they're legitimate. If they're like, if they're on the yeah. Oh no, just to watch their disgust at having to deal with. Oh oh, your banana. My banana. My choice of banana. What is your choice? My choice is that they still have to be a little green. Oh, you're the moment that they're yeah. all yellow, I no longer want them because they taste like bananas and they make me want to vomit. Yeah, these I, these friends choose for them to be brown, and I just once they're I brown, can't. 
I feel like there's like more of a sugary taste when they're overripe yes. too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. Thank um, you. The only problem is I find when they're green, they can be a little mealy. Yeah. A little like sort of dry. Um, yeah. But if they're that perfect place. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they're crisper too. They're mm-hmm. nice and, yeah. Yep. Well, I figured out what I'm going to do. I'm going to go around doing good deeds for everyone uh, that nobody can see and just making everyone's life a little bit better. Uh, that day. Aww. I like the idea that you have to be invisible to, like, to do, do that, but nice. you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it as you. What, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, like, you don't know me. Sober, I'm a yeah. prick again. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, I don't know what God. I would do, but I, I do know it would be like finding a secret out or something. Yeah. Like I'd go to the White House and just mm. watch what Trump does or something. I, I don't. Like, uh, just record no, it. I do not want to do that. <laughs> record it and then release it to the press. But you know what would happen is it's just him like yelling at Fox News all fucking day. It would be like the worst like like mistake I ever made. Uh, either that or they just like they have a like particular room they put him yeah. in where they feed in news that appeases him. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. tells him how great he is all the time he while gets, like, the rest well, of the place yeah. is burning down. He gets a well done steak like every half hour. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why did I do this? Uh, oh, so man. there you go. Uh, Ariana would do a banana thing. I do the yeah. White House. Aaron, I think, said he would look at naked women, which is kind of weird. But yeah. so that's uh, everybody's got their own perspective. <laughs> and uh, oh my God. there we are, folks. I have no interest in that. Aaron, well, never mind. Maybe I shouldn't say this on the pod. I was going to say you could go lift the heavy things at the gym because. Oh, without anyone s- yeah. having seen me. And well, no, I, just... my athletic abilities stay the same. Most of my fantasies are about like having my life, but having it be um, like twenty percent better. Just twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, I can dunk in my fantasies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like I'm still, I still do my job, the same job that I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would watch uh, that TV show. <laughs> Just twenty percent better. A twenty percent better <laughs> life. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Uh, the people who are like five percent better. That's bullshit. Okay, I don't want that. Right. Yeah. Because that I'm still only getting to like. Nine foot six on the basket. <laughs> uh, it's all about dunking. You have that embarrassing dunk where it hits the side yeah. of the rim and like you just right. fall. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. Um, uh, it needs to be a full twenty percent better. Uh, yeah. I like to think that you did the math to like precisely tabulate that if your life was twenty percent better, that is the proper percentage to allow you to. That dunk. would just let him dunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I really had this fantasy through much of my young adult life. That I was going to train myself with those the special shoes, the, m- you know, the, the moon shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I'm like, I, I'm a I'm a tallish person, uh, and I always thought, well, why? You know, I bet I could. I bet if I just like trained really hard when I was 20 yeah. years old, yeah, um, I still probably had enough elasticity in my legs uh, that it would have been feasible. If I trained for that and only that, could you get could you get rim at a certain point? Oh yeah, I could I could okay. touch the okay. rim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the putting it all together, I mm. think, was that's where it's tough. But yeah, not not knowing what that feels like ever. Yeah, um, and like knowing now that uh, as my body is decaying, uh, I'll never it's reach that point. Oh, it's fair. Over. It's over. Fair. Yeah. That reminds me. So in my I am basketball game last week, one of the players on the opposing team dunked against us, but you're not allowed to dunk. Uh, and so we got a technical immediately following yeah. it. It's like, come on, refs, just like let the kid have the dunk. If you can do that, like more power to oh, you. Oh, it's worth the tea. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. absolutely. It was silly. It was so silly. 
Well, folks, I can't think of anything else. I think we've covered our bases. Yeah, I have one last thing that I would like to say about the Florida State game. Yeah. And that is, every time we play them, I... And I think I said this to you guys last night that I'm uh, in in some ways an FSU sympathizer. Um, and like in some in some respects, I almost always pull for them to win, even when they're playing us. And like, You're wearing a I had, scarlet right, shirt. It's, uh, exactly. Yeah. And like I definitely had the moment last night, especially when the game was going back and forth and black, back and forth. I was like, I don't know how I want this to end because like I really like FSU. Like I love Leonard Hamilton. The fact that he is in his 70s and he looks that good still stuns me. Um, but like I like the way he I, – I like his style of basketball, how he approaches his team. And I just like in learning about his life – I just find him fascinating and I have a ton of respect for him. Yeah. Um, but then also he reminds me of my dad. <laughs> and so there's like that element too, where I'm like, I, I, I feel this like weird connection. I'm like, I want you to win. Damn it. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting to be standing in Cameron and have that feeling of like, kind of a little bit, maybe wanting Duke to drop <laughs> that game, <laughs> but also still wanting us to win it. So it was a, it was a neat experience. So if you're keeping one. track at home, <laughs> Here on our Duke basketball podcast, we had one person, didn't care who won, one person who wanted Florida State to win, and one person, the non-coward trader, who wanted the Duke Blue Devils to win. Very manly, not so manly. cowardly. The Uber, He's manly and brave. Folks, <laughs> yeah. I'm a man's man. I'll never root against Duke. Uh, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That manly voice made me cough. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. No, but I, I can I can see that Leonard yeah. Hamilton. Everybody lo- like really seems yeah. to like him. He deserves like two years ago. Oh, it was yeah. insane that he didn't get to the final four. Mm-hmm. He does definitely. It would be cool to see him win a title. Yeah. Be cool to see him get to a final four. Yeah. Um, he's older than he looks. Yeah. I want to say he's like seventy two or seventy three or something like that. Yeah. But he consistently he looks put, like he's like fifty something. And then the stat was that he is now tied for fifth all time in wins in the ACC. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's I Dean Smith, Coach K, Roy Williams, and he was tied with, I can't even remember, like Gary Williams or okay. somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to guess Gary. Yeah, I think it was Gary Williams. Um, so yeah, who, like he's who been, I guarantee does not look as good as Leonard Hamilton <laughs> right now. Absolutely not, no. So yeah, he's he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. You forget about it a little bit because it, maybe it's like the lack of a Final Four or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, he's certainly a good coach and... What's cool about him is he's found a formula to win in college basketball that doesn't include like slowing the game yeah. down to disgusting like yeah. paces. Looking um, at you, Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tony Parker, start recruiting big players who can T- shoot threes. Tony Bennett. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tony Parker's retired. <laughs> I'm anticipating that one day Tony Parker will coach an ACC team. Every, every time I still oh, think it's God. the singer. Oh, uh, Tony Bennett, the singer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, his, his pops. What was his pop? Oh no, his dad was Dick Bennett. Um, came from no surprise, Wisconsin. Yep. Well, it has been a pleasure as yeah. always. This was a fun one. And this now, was a great game. It was so. It was so great. I'm glad we did two podcasts off this. Um, this one was better than yesterday's, but I had to just talk. I had yeah, to talk you had to get your. You were like Coach K and wanting people to experience your joy in us winning that game. That's right. And then when I was done my podcast, I went to the quad and started chanting "Burn Dean Sue." <laughs> And let me tell you, Coach K was right. The crazies were not up for it. 
absolutely not up for it. And uh, Dean Sue walks free still, which is to me one of the great insults. I had I had a moment the other day when I was like, you could have probably gotten both still a bench burning, but also not burning like Dean Sue alive. (laughs) (laughs) And like, how ridiculous would it have been if like while she was standing on one bench and like not being burned? Like further down the quad, somebody else pulled out a bench and just lit that one on fire. Why not? There's like, more than one bench, guys. Yeah, and like there was only one Dean Sue, so. Well, I hadn't thought of that. Right? Yeah. They could have had their that cake and eaten very it stinky. too. And you could have had like a like a stuffed Dean Sue that you put on the dirty <laughs> bench. Yeah, like a scare Sue. A scare Sue. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Oh God. Yep. All right, guys. The humor. Um, I love you. One. All we love you too, Shane. And cool. We got Notre Dame have Saturday. To encourage him. Remember. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, we love you. Shane. Yeah. Um, we shall not be neutered. Do, do, do <laughs> basketball. Do Hashtag do we basketball shall not be neutered. <laughs> <laughs> shall not be neutered or spades. Uh, yeah. So maybe I don't know what we're gonna do. We're definitely do something yeah. after Saturday. Maybe it's I'll, an maybe early I'll, game. The game's at four. Maybe I'll try to talk with an Notre Dame person before. Cool. Although every single time I've tried to do that in life, it's been. <laughs> Deeply Not unpleasant, great. yeah. <laughs> Disgusting Catholics. Uh, oh my god! What? I'm Catholic. I can I say know, it. I know. Um, they're awful people. <laughs> they're awful, arrogant people. The only worst people go to Boston College. So, uh, also predominantly Catholic school. It, it follows. All right. Um, up the Pope and uh, anything else, Aaron? No, I can't. I'm not saying anything. What do you think of Catholics? I've, They're lovely people. I, you know what? I've always respected the Catholics for having a, a weird mystical religion, much like my own, yeah. where there are strange rites in mm-hmm. in uh, uh, tongues that no one remembers, um, and like, uh, yeah, all kinds of kinds of costumes and stuff. And we do pretty. We don't do uh, like we're not up to par with you and guilt, but we're pretty good. Yeah, you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> we're working another, on another another couple thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody.